Hey y'all, this is Charlie, and we are, you know it, we are living, loving, laughing in grace. And um, today, before we get started, I have got to give you an announcement that I've been meaning to give to y'all for quite a while now, but you know how I am. We, we get to the word and I just get so excited about getting into the word that I keep forgetting to give you the announcement because you know, when we come to the word, what are we doing? We're coming to Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus is the word. So we're coming here, not just to see words on a page, but to see our savior, to see our God. Isn't that incredible that I mean, he, he is the king of all kings. He is the God who flung the stars into space and created all of our galaxies. He created us and our minds and how intricate they are and our bodies. And yet he says, look, I'm going to put myself in this way that you can come to me anytime you want. Anytime you want, my friend. He so humbles himself that he has given us all access to him. And we know he did that through his own sacrifice at the cross. And what do you know? I forgot all about that announcement again already. <laughs> oh, wow, because Jesus is just that good. Amen. So here's what I want to let you all know. And this came to light because a few weeks ago, as I'm sure everybody knows, Facebook went unplugged, right? And um, so that just kind of reminded me that I needed to share with y'all that there's there's different ways of getting to the podcast. And then um, I was reminded again that I never did share that with you this weekend when uh, here in Washington we had a, uh, a huge storm and we lost power for a couple of days. And when we lose power, that means we lose Wi-Fi. So again, I could not send out the podcast through uh, either Facebook or Messenger, but the podcast was already there on both of those occasions. So um, just so you know, you can go get it yourself. My podcast is available on uh, most of all the major sites where you can go download it yourself. It's on, we're on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, and a whole list of others. You can go on there. You can even sign up or like me or whatever, and you'll even get notices when the podcast is available. And that way, if things like that come up again, you don't have to wait until I've got power or Facebook plugs in again uh, so I can get it sent out to you. But as you know, uh, you did get it. You just got it a little bit late, but, um, but so there's my announcement. We're going to jump back into the word because that was so much fun. <laughs> Amen. So today we are going to Romans chapter one, verse 16. And it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I want you to hear that. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. My friend, there is only one gospel and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's also called the gospel of grace and it's referred to as the gospel of peace. But you know what? Those all mean the same thing because the Bible tells us in John chapter one that grace came through Jesus Christ. Grace is the person of Jesus. And what do we see? The hallmark of his ministry was that he gave grace. Amen. And we also know that he's called the Prince of Peace. Amen. Jesus is grace and he is the Prince of Peace. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ 
the gospel of grace, the gospel of peace that the Bible says is the power of God to salvation, not a power, not one of the powers. It is the power of God to salvation. Oh, my friend, I want to, I want to bring out this word salvation to you. Because this word salvation and the original Greek, yes, it does mean eternal salvation. And first and foremost, God is after your spirit. He is after where you are going to spend eternity because he wants that place to be with him. Amen. So yes, the very first area that God saves us in is our eternal salvation. But guess what? Does God ever, ever stop at just enough? We, we don't ever see that about our God. We have a generous God. We have a God who gives and gives and gives and never knows when enough is enough. He gave us his son. Amen. What more would he not give to us now? So this word salvation, it means eternal salvation, but it also means wholeness. It means peace, health, prosperity, well-being right? Well-being in all of your relationships. My friends, this word salvation is all-encompassing. Amen? All-encompassing. There is not an area of your life that Jesus Christ is not your salvation. I mean, just think about that. Is that not God's ways? Why wouldn't God want you coming to him if you need health? Why wouldn't God want you coming to him if you need help in your marriage? Why wouldn't God want you coming to him if you need a marriage? Amen. Maybe, maybe you're still waiting for that special someone. Why wouldn't God want you seeking him? Amen. Maybe it's that you need wisdom. Maybe it's in your finances. Why would God want you going to the world to get those things instead of coming to him? right? But the thing about it is he made it so easy. He came down to us to show us how much he wants us to have salvation, to pay, to give us that salvation. Amen. And it says again, that that is the power of God. Every time you tune in and listen, you're hearing the gospel. Every time you tune in and listen, the power of God is going to work in your life. Amen. And guess what? He knows where you need him before you even know where you need him. <laughs> right? Hallelujah. Jesus knew that we all needed saving long before we figured it out. Right? So we can trust him. We can trust him for our salvation. And it says for everyone who believes. That's it. For everyone who believes. We simply believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we have salvation. But guess what? It is based on our believing. So you know any area of your life that you're that you're willing to believe Jesus for salvation for, you will see his salvation. Amen. So I want you to come with me into the gospels and we're going to watch how this very thing takes place. How Jesus brings salvation and we're going to see how he brings salvation and into a man's entire well-being. How Jesus' desire is our complete wholeness. In Mark chapter 5, there, there is an account. This is where Jesus and his disciples had been on one side of the Sea of Galilee. And he had been preaching and preaching and healing the multitudes and addressing them. And he tells the disciples that they need to cross over to the other side. And when they get to the other side, 
it says that Jesus came out of the boat, and then this is in Mark chapter 5, and it says immediately there met him out of the tombs. Out of the tombs, my friend. What do tombs speak of? Tombs speak of death, right? The kingdom of death, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom that we were all a part of before Jesus Christ saved us. It says that a man comes out of the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. He had often been bound with shackles and chains. My friends, sin is a binding. It's like carrying around shackles and chains. For people who have not received Jesus Christ yet, this is the life they're living. This is the life that we were all stuck in until Jesus came to us. We were in the tombs. We were in darkness. We were weighed down with the oppression of that darkness and the oppression of our sins. And and it says, and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. He's so wild. He's so out there. No one could tame him. My friend, we all know without Jesus Christ, right? There's, there is no taming, right? The, the, any of the issues that we face without Jesus, we need Jesus. And it says, and always day and night, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. My friends, as it will tell us later on, this man was possessed by demons. He was possessed by many, many demons. And we see right here, this is the sign of demonic activity. The man is isolated. He's all alone, which we see. What did COVID do to a lot of people, right? It brought such isolation and people got completely disconnected. That's the devil's doing, not the Lord's doing. He wants to isolate people. We see that there was the shedding of clothes and that he was hurting himself, right? That he was cutting himself and crying, hurting himself emotionally, physically, mentally. We saw a lot of that this, through this, this time through COVID. And we know that Jesus said the thief, who is the devil, came that he might steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we may have life and life more abundantly. So what happens is Jesus steps out of the boat and this man runs down to him, falls at his feet and, um, and cries out. The demons in him cry out and then say, what, what do we have to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? Now, remember the demons, because they can see in the su supernatural and the spiritual, they can see exactly who Jesus is. They know who he is. But they do not receive him as their savior. This is the position they take because they have to take this position. Just as it says, when Jesus comes back on the earth, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. When we see Jesus for who he is, there'll be no other option but to bow before his glory and might and confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. But it will be our joy. It is our joy to get to confess that. It is our joy to get to humble ourselves in front of him and bow before him. Amen. So it comes and he cries out and Jesus sends the demons out of this man, right? They, he sends them away and it says that there were people nearby who saw what happened and it freaked them out and they ran away after they saw all these demons come out of this man. They didn't actually see the demons, but they went into a herd of swine that ran down into the sea. And it says, then 
they came to Jesus and they saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. I want you to say sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. So now that we're in the presence of Jesus, we see that three things happen, right? For this man, Jesus has sent the demons away. And now this man is in the presence of Jesus. And we see the first thing is that he's sitting. What is it? What is the connotation behind him sitting, right? He used to spend his days roaming about the mountains and the tombs alone, crying, cutting himself, right? He was, he was, he was at disease. He had no rest, right? He was wild even in his own mind, his own thoughts and, and emotions just kept him going and crying out. And now we see him sitting. He is at rest. He has peace right? Doesn't it tell us in Romans 5 that Jesus Christ through his sacrifice has brought us peace with God, my friends. And that's where peace starts. Once we have peace with God, then we have peace with everything else around us. Amen. And Jesus even said that on the night that he was betrayed, uh, betrayed, that he has, that he has bequeathed his peace to us. He used that very word, uh, a word that spoke of giving something as an inheritance, as in he knew that he was going to have to give up his peace and he would die so that we could have his peace, just as we see this man here. And then we see that he is clothed. He's now clothed. My friend, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are clothed in his robe of righteousness. You have now received the gift of righteousness. You know, in Romans 1, 16 that we were reading earlier, it goes on to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. Did you hear that? The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel, not the sinfulness of man, not the righteousness of man, not the works of man. The righteousness of God is revealed in the, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It says it's revealed from faith to faith. You know how we receive the righteousness of God? by faith, by believing in Jesus Christ. And then it says we continue on in that faith and believing that we've been made righteous by Jesus Christ. My friends, it does not say that in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to works. No, my friend, we begin by simply receiving salvation as a gift. And that's how we continue on. It's a gift. Amen. And it says, just as it's written, the just shall live by faith. So we receive righteousness as a gift. And the Bible often talks about this robe of righteousness. It talks about it in Revelations, talks about it in the prophets that Jesus Christ has given us his robe of righteousness. And the parable that he shared of the prodigal son, when the son returns and the father puts on the best robe on him. What was that best robe? That best robe was the robe of righteousness, the robe that declares you have right standing before God. Why? Because you are clothed in Jesus's righteousness. Amen. 
So that is a gift that each and every one of us received when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We now have peace with God. We are now clothed in the righteousness of God, which means we have right standing before him. That's how we can come boldly into his throne of of grace and mercy to receive help in time of need, the Bible says, because we are now standing in the robe of righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you know why it says you have to believe that? You have to take it by faith? Because every day, there's going to be things to tell you otherwise, right? My friends, our spirit has been perfected forever, but we all know our minds and our bodies haven't been. Not yet. We're still waiting for that. That's going to happen in the rapture when we're taken up, you know? That's when we're going to get that perfect mind and body and be completely transformed. But right now, we have to take it by faith. Why? Well, because today I failed. Today I did something wrong. Today I thought something wrong. So I have to choose to believe that I am righteous still, that that did not change, that I'm righteous because my righteousness is based on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. My friends, that's what it means to use your faith when you fail, when you blew it, when the accuser comes to you and says, you call yourself a Christian, you haven't had your quiet time in three days. You call yourself a Christian, you miss church this Sunday. You you call yourself a Christian, you read your Bible, but so-and-so reads their Bible so much more. You know, all those accusations. You call yourself a Christian, but you got snippy with your coworker. That's when you have to stop and choose to believe. Use your faith to say, yes, I'm still righteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because in the first place, I didn't become righteous by the things I do, so I can't lose it by the things I do. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see that this man is experiencing the gospel and we see that the gospel does just what we said that word salvation does, that it's, it saves eternally, but also completely. And so he's sitting, he's at peace, he's clothed in the robe of righteousness and he is in his right mind. Amen. He is now in his right mind. He has peace. And then we'll find out later on that when Jesus goes to leave this area, this man, like he's so in love with Jesus, he begs and begs and begs to come with Jesus. But Jesus tells him instead, no, you go home to your friends. He sends them back to his friends. What a day that will be for them. For so long, he has been on his own in misery and how much they have missed him. And and their hearts have been broken for him. And he says, you go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. My friend, again, the gospel is all about what Jesus does. It's not about what we do. When we go to share the gospel, it should not sound like a lot of I, I, I. It should be Jesus did this and Jesus did that. Jesus took your sins at the cross and Jesus wants to bless you and Jesus loves you. And yeah, we share about the things he's done in our own lives. You know, he's done this for me. He's done that for me. But the gospel, look at that. It's all about what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. My friend, the greatest thing Jesus ever did for us was to lay down his life. And we see his motivation for it. He has compassion on you. He didn't do it out of guilt. He didn't do it because he had to. He did it because he wanted to, because he loves you. Amen. And it says that the man then departed there and began to proclaim in in Decapolis. And Decapolis is a name that's used 
for 10, an area of 10 cities. So 10 cities that were in a close area together. And it, he proclaimed, so he went around proclaiming to all these places, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Amen. So a man who used to be off on his own, surrounded by death and darkness and pain and so much despair in his mind and emotions that he was crying out and cutting himself. And now we see him full of peace, full of joy. He's dressed. He's in his right mind. And he just became evangelist. Hallelujah. He's now among the people. He's going around bringing the greatest gift to them. Hallelujah. Do you remember the moment when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I mean, there isn't a greater, there isn't a greater moment you will ever experience in your life. There isn't a greatest gift that you could ever receive in your life. You know, after, uh, I went through all that, um, those years of, uh, of amnesia and, and not having any memory. One day, uh, listening to a sermon, it occurred to me that I did not remember that moment. And uh, for a moment, I was overcome with uh, grief that, wow, something so life transformational, something, you know, that's so important and valuable, and I didn't remember it. And, you know, there's, there's uh, something to be said there, too, that, you know, Again, our salvation's not based on us, how weak and feeble we are, right? Because I didn't remember it, does that mean I lost it? Of course not, because it was never based on me to start with. My eternal destination was signed, sealed, and it's going to be delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to say that with me. Say, I have been signed, sealed, and going to be delivered to my final destination with Jesus Christ because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, he's the one that seeks after us. He's the one that calls us. But uh, even so, um, the Lord reminded me that I wasn't the only one there that day. He was, right? So I asked him, I just asked him about it. Oh, Jesus, will you, will you remind me uh, what happened? You know, what remind me about the day that I received you? And he did. And um, the most incredible thing was remembering that, that him coming into my heart, right? You all know what I'm talking about. You feel his warmth warming up your heart. There's a, there's a void, there's a hole that couldn't be filled by anything else in this world that is suddenly so full, it's overflowing. Amen. Because God designed you and he created your heart for all of eternity. So nothing of this world that is all temporary could possibly fill it. And that's what leaves that void and that hole. But once you invite Jesus Christ into it, Jesus Christ, wow, I mean, he's so big and he's so full. He comes into that, to what was a void that couldn't be filled and he overflows it. Just as it says that those who come to Jesus, out of them will flow, right? Will overflow rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah, going back to that, I want you to just take a moment and just enjoy. Think about to when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and what a precious moment that was. And just give him thanks. Give him thanks for calling to you, 
thank you, Jesus, for coming into our lives. And even now, Lord, we thank you that you bring us salvation in all of its forms, salvation in every way that we need it. You're our savior for all of eternity, but you're also our savior day to day. You want to save us every single day from every single problem that we face, Jesus. And we just let go. We, we let go of those things and ask you to step in and be who you are, our Savior. In Jesus' name, we pray. And you know what? We declare, Lord, that we are expecting and waiting to see your wholeness, your, your peace, your prosperity, Lord, your joy and your peace in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, right. My friends, time is slipping by on us so quick and I still have something to share with you that I'm really excited about. So just as we saw everything Jesus did for this man, that he brought him peace, that he's given him the gift of righteousness, that he's in his right mind. He even has a career now, a ministry, right? Amen. He's been returned to his friends and his family. My friends, Jesus wants to do all that for you and more too. Right? Like we said, the, the eternal life is just the beginning and he has so much more. I'm sure many of you can testify to all of the things that Jesus has done in your life. And you know what else he wants to do? He also wants to give you the joy and pleasure of sharing the gospel just like this man has done. Because we know that when we share the gospel with others, right, what a joy that is to our own, to our own hearts. And so I want to invite you to do that with me. Yep, we are going to share the gospel with children all over the world. And some of these children are in the places that are the farthest out there and the hardest to reach and get the gospel to in places that have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm inviting you today to join them with me to do that so that we can see the same transformation that happened in this man, the same transformation that we've all experienced ourselves happen in the lives of these precious children. And you're going, Charlie, how am I going to help you do that? I'm so glad you asked me. I knew you were going to ask me. So this year, I, um, I'm asking you to join with me and Jeremy in a ministry that we've been a part of for many years. Some of you have probably heard of it. It's called Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child. And I love this ministry one because it's all about sharing the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about telling children who need to hear it, that there is a God who loves them and cares for them and that they are valuable. Amen. And, um, and it's also a lot of fun. And if you have kids in your life, this is a great way to get kids involved in ministry, to expand their horizons, to, to introduce them to that there are kids living in a different way than they could possibly imagine. And so how this works is that you, uh, you build a shoebox, right? They started this a long time ago where they would build, um, ask people to take a shoebox and fill it with little gifts and a personal, a little personal note that um, they would then take and distribute to church partners in other countries so that they could use those as a way to, to express God's love to their community. 
Sometimes it's done as an outreach of the church to orphanages. Um, they take it further out into areas where, where there is no community uh, living, just tribal living, um, that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's actually um, done as a presentation in the church as a celebration for Christmas. Uh, but it's really amazing. And the really neat thing is a while back, they started this thing where you could build a shoebox online. Okay. And I think it's a lot of fun. You go online and they give you, you, you can pick like if you want to build a shoebox for a little girl or for a little boy, you pick an age group. Uh, and then you get to go through and pick the items that you would like to put in that shoebox. And that's where I think it's a lot of fun to get the kids involved. And they also have a lot of videos that you can watch about how, how this whole thing happens. You know, some of the places that they go to, um, that I think is also great for kids to watch. You know, I was four or five years old when I first heard about the tithe and I am so grateful for that because it has completely changed my life. Amen. God is faithful to his word. He says, if you bring me the tithe, I will stuff your barns to the, to they can't hold anymore. Folks, barns to a farmer speaks a savings account. Okay. There ain't no other way to put that. They store their hay, they store their crops and their barns. And God says your barns, plural, you won't be able to hold it all. And he has certainly done that in my life for me. And, um, and so I know that he'll do that for you too. But, uh, but I learned that as a small child. So that's why I really want to encourage you, if you have children in your life, your own children, a niece, a nephew, whatever, get them involved in this. Amen. And um, so how it works is you go online and you get to choose the items that you want to put in here. Now, they do still do where people can actually bring in actual shoe boxes that you have filled. But I'll tell you why I like to do the online one is because those are the shoe boxes that go to the destinations that are the hardest to reach and the furthest out there. And um, it explains all that as well on their website, but that's because the items you're choosing from are items that they have already um, know are easy to get through customs. But let me tell you, it's a lot of fun to watch the places where these shoe boxes get to. They're usually getting there by like canoe or the back of a camel or a donkey or, you know, some other kind of little, especially in Asia, you see a lot of different variation of boats where they're taking them out to all these little tiny islands and stuff. And some places are so high up there there. You see uh, men, they're, they're literally strapping them on and hiking them into places. It's just incredible to bring these children and their families and their communities the gospel. And the other thing is for many of these children, because these are usually very impoverished areas, this is the first gift they will ever receive in their life. Could you imagine that? Having never received a gift. Could you imagine being a parent and never having been able to give your child a gift? And so this is just gives them the opportunity opportunity to give these gifts to these children and like I said tell them that they are valuable because poverty isn't just a lack of of physical things it is that but it's also a spirit that tells people that they're not important and they're not valuable and that and that nobody cares about them and so these gifts show up and say yes it's a tangible expression of God's love that says you matter to God. He saw you way out here. He loves you and he sent his son for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm really excited. So here's what I'm going to let you know is that I have a goal page set up on the Samaritan Purse website where you can go. And Jesus told me, you know, Jesus told us that 
on our own, we can do nothing. I can do absolutely nothing on my own. But he also said with him that there is no thing that is impossible. Nothing shall be impossible for us who believe in Jesus Christ. So when I prayed about the goal that I wanted to set this year, he told me, don't go for a number that you can work out in your head of how to get there. Go for one that's going to take me showing up. And so my goal this year is 50 shoe boxes, my friends. And I am praying and hoping that you will join me in this. Each shoe box costs $25, just $25 to fill. And, um, and every single shoebox matters. So I'm asking you, if you can pack a shoebox, please join me and pack a shoebox. If you can't but really want to, look for someone else who does and who also wants to and go in together. You know, you can go in together and pack a shoebox. If you can do more than one, you know, please consider doing more than one. Um, you know, we've been doing more and more each, each year as we just get to watch the testimonies um, that come back. Uh, from how these shoe boxes impact lives and transform people. You know, I want, oh, I'm going to have to share this really quickly because this podcast is going to be longer than I wanted it to be. But um, I did see one where um, they went to a very small village in Russia and they also come with materials that the, the people from Samaritan's Purse train the pastors and leaders and how to present it. So they present the gospel first and then give the gifts. Well, the pastor of this particular village happened to be the only one who could read and write. So after they had Christmas and they celebrated and it was a great celebration, I got to see some videos of it and um, so many people received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He went on to use the materials that Samaritan's Purse gave him and the little booklets that they gave the children about Jesus to teach the village how to read. <laughs> Amen, my friends. Could you imagine they learned to read through the gospel? An entire village transformed. <laughs> Hallelujah. To date, 12.5 million children have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior through this ministry. You know, and, and that's just one of the things that excites me so much about it. They're in 170 countries. And their mission is to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way to children in need around the world. And they are reaching out to 170 countries. Hallelujah. Amen. So what else do I need to tell you? I want to make sure I tell you everything I can. So, oh, we got 25 days to get these shoe boxes done, right? So that's till the 22nd of November. Um, they've got to have time to get them built and, and shipped and get to where they're going by Christmas. Yes, I'm already talking about Christmas. And y'all that know me, you know me. I love me some Christmas. So we are talking about Christmas now. So please, I'm asking you, uh, check this out. Share it with your friends, your your family members, your co-workers. You know, if, the, if you're looking at it and the Lord puts someone on your heart, he's telling you, send this to them. Get them involved too. Amen. If your heart is warming up, he's telling you, I'm calling you to be involved with this. And, um, and there's a reason why I am sharing this this year. You know, like I said, Jeremy and I have been involved with this for many, many years. And, you know, it's just this, when I was getting ready to, to, to start getting our donations ready this year and build our boxes, the Lord reminded me of what Paul said when he wrote the Philippians. The Philippian church had sent him money on numerous occasions to support him. And you know what he said to them? 
He said that that when they sent him money, that they shared in his distresses. That's in Philippians 4. They said that they shared in his distress. When we join in ministries like this, like this one, when you donate to missions, you know, there's so many wonderful ministries. You are sharing in the distresses of your brothers and sisters around the world. We're sharing in the distress of these children. When we get involved, take our time, take our money so that we can send the gospel, send the hope of Jesus Christ to them. And just as Paul said as well, I don't seek the gift for myself but I seek the fruit that will abound to your account. Amen. The Bible says it again this way in Proverbs 22, 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. Not maybe, he will be blessed for he gives of his bread to the poor. My friends, I have absolutely no doubt that if you join me in this, the Lord is going to bless you for it. That's his heart. In fact, he, he often asks us to do something because he's setting us up for a blessing. You know, he's always given us the supply before there's ever a need. We just got to see it, you know, and, 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 you know, ask him, ask him, Lord, well, where will I get the funds to be involved with this? You know, show me how I can, I can help pray. Everybody can pray. Please pray. Please pray. Please pray. Okay. All right. So I think, oh no, I didn't tell you the most important thing. How do you get involved? So there is a link so that you can go specifically to my goal page. There's the, the link that will take you right to the page where you can build a shoebox and you can go on there and, and play around with it. You know, go through like you're going to do one to see what it's like, um, of course. And then at the end, you put in your information uh, to pay for it. Um, so you can check it out a little bit too. And, and I do recommend they've got some great videos and stuff on there, but there will be a link that can get you to that in the episode details for this podcast, where by the way, in case you didn't know, I, there's always other uh, scripture references too, in case you're like driving to work or, you know, picking weeds in the garden, listening. And later on, you're like, wait, what was that reference? You can go to the episode details and they're there. But this time there will also be a link so that you can build a shoebox online and you can also get more information from it. I'll be posting it on Facebook. I'll be sending it through Messenger. And of course, you can just reach out to me through the email, gracegang20 at gmail.com um, or message me through through uh, any of the other ways that y'all already know how to get a hold of me. And I can send it to you. Okay, so now I've got to let you go. Let's find out. <laughs> but my friends... Um, I'm trusting and believing. I know the Lord is going to demonstrate his big heart and his goodness and um, in your life as you join me. You know, when we join with the Lord to do the impossible, we get to see the Lord do the impossible in our own lives. And um, I hope you'll join me in that. And um, yeah. So, Daddy God, we thank you for your goodness today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of your son who is our salvation eternally, Lord. We thank you that we have been redeemed by the blood of your son and, and that you have come to bring us life and life more abundantly. And we just look forward every day with a confident expectation, Lord, that we're going to see your goodness. We're going to see your wholeness. We're going to experience your life, Jesus. And, and we just ask you to show us how we can also share that with those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time. Keep on living, loving, laughing, and grace.